Let me get the notes out, because there's a lot of notes this week. I'm nervous, I don't know we're going to come off badly. <laughs> this could be it, episode 20. The, the big one. Welcome to another week with Bill With It, your favourite EastEnders podcast. I'm your host, Abner, and with me is my gorgeous navigator and co-host, Amelia. Oh, hello there. Uh, it is hot on the bus this week. It is too hot on the bus. It's a warm one. We've got no air conditioning. We haven't got one of those newfangled buses. This is one of those old ones. It's true. Abner doesn't even let us open the window. Yeah, it's, it's take it off if it's sweaty. Ugh. Anyway... <laughs> Family podcast. So it's been a big week this week, a massive week for um, many reasons. Like for me, Tuesday's episode, was it Tuesday or second episode this week, mm. was the pièce de résistance of EastEnders. Just weird stuff that was going on. And then of course, Friday, the episode that everyone's talking about, Shaki's funeral. We've got thoughts. We have a lot of thoughts. So let's dive straight in. Let's go to the Kazemis. Let's put yeah. it up. Okay. Uh, before I say anything else, I just want to say I respect what EastEnders were doing and the intention they had involving knife crime. It's a very serious subject. It's a very hard thing to tackle in a soap, I guess, or anything. But I have a lot of thoughts. Amelia? So again, I have to, I have to really reiterate that it's a serious topic. It's something that affects a lot of young people. It's awful to see and it's, it's climbing out of London now. And it's absolutely something that we as a society need to see. And I, you know that I think that EastEnders does a good job at tackling these issues. And I think it came from a good place. And it was interesting to watch. And it was interesting to reflect. We did have a long conversation afterwards. Like, you would agree. But I think we both have issues. Have taken issues with <laughs> But at the, the end method. of the day, Amelia, this is Bill with it. And we're going we're gonna to hard talk our way through this. We want EastEnders yes. to be the best it can be. And this, although a lot of people have gone, wow, this is amazing. It's a game changer. It's groundbreaking. Listen, it's... Look at us. We've got documentary footage midway through an actual thing. It was stupid. I said it. I think it just, it, it made... A mockery, in a way. What happened was, they've done such a poor storyline with Jackie, which we, if you listen to our podcasts, go back. You'll hear, we've, we've said it since the start. It's been a poor storyline. It's like they forgot about it and then went, oh, we're yep. killing off Shaki with a nice story. Who's Shaki? Oh, that guy. Yep. Kamel, Kamel's other son. Who? Sexy Kush? <laughs> no, no, the other one. Oh, and no. then they had this rush storyline where they remembered that Shaki was friends with Keegan. They went, oh, make them friends. Yep. Right? And then they killed him really quickly. Like Even after that scene where they brought girls over for banter, um, he was forgotten about for a couple of weeks and it came back again yep. then he was stabbed it's been awful and it's like they've gone it's like they've noticed we've not done a good job with this but instead of just going with it and then doing like a hard hit in last episode where, without all this documentary footage which mm-hmm. wasn't needed because if they want to do that there's ways of doing it they could have done uh, Bonnie Langford who plays uh, Carmel mm-hmm. 
leading a documentary, going around interviewing those people on like a iPlayer special or something like BBC One special. Even put it on a Friday night. Even, why After couldn't the episode, we have not even not even an episode? Why couldn't we have an, a moment where all the cast members? talk about their experience with knife crime, I guarantee you they have all it would met have... someone or known someone or had a story and then interspersed them with like people that we didn't know speaking about it as well. And then maybe in, like, an, like an outpouring of like grief from maybe both sides and then maybe an appeal of like EastEnders and the BBC pledges that we are going to make people more aware of it. But instead... Mm-hmm. Basically what we had was a Rush storyline. So they knew that that last episode wouldn't have any heart-wrenching moment because I don't care at all about Bonnie Langford or Carmel. If I'd watched that without any of the nice stuff, the actual real people in there, but because that was in there, you're immediately going, oh yeah, that is quite sad actually, yeah. I don't care for the characters, I care for the actual people. Yeah, I mean, it's a big deal and you see it on, you hear it on the news, you see it in the papers and things like that, but what is sad, what is worse is that they've taken on this topic, well done EastEnders, as that decision I agree with. Yep, let's do it. But then do it just, well. Do, yes. Do it well. Just, or not at all. They've painted everyone involved. As a moron. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have a disclaimer. I don't have children. I cannot fathom how you would even go, uh, you know, go about mm-hmm. portraying that as an actor. I'm not an actor. I don't have children. I don't think. I don't know. She's she's too much. And but it would be okay if she was too much consistently. I think. She's a non... You, you didn't see her for weeks. We did, I don't think we saw her since starting this podcast. We didn't see her until the storyline where we got Shaki again with Keegan bringing we, the girls over. We saw over. her when Ian and her were running against each other. Briefly. Yes. So like for a 10 minutes. And she during... was just kind of a nosy Nelly, wasn't she? She was just known just for that. Just a bit annoying, yeah. We're bringing in characters that she's meant to have close relationships with. And just ignoring them. One of them, them. being Kush's girlfriend and second mother, Denise. But also her father, her ex-husband, her other son, her son Kush. She, it's just, it's very confusing. Well, there's lots of characters we don't care about. It's not the fact I don't care about her, for me. It's the fact that they've brought these real-life people in to the... First of all, to the show to do these little talking head interviews. Then secondly, to stand around... A Fake grave. That was well, awful. Shaggy's being lowered into it. That was the most disgusting thing about <laughs> I have ever seen put so, on television. I am not laughing honestly. So we had we had like uh, these poor family members. One of them holding like an iPad with like their lost one's face on it. It's weird. You had iPads, iPhones being held, uh, framed pictures. Like what? What was the point of this? And they're all looking forlorn. They what? what they have. It's lost, like a joke. They have lost real people that they have loved. And BBC's EastEnders have decided there, there would have been such a... The way we spoke about it, there would have been a beautiful way of doing this. So yes, okay, we kind Just of mucked up the storyline, yeah. but let's we're going to dedicate a whole episode of you. You know, you could sit and watch EastEnders or you could watch us have a frank conversation well, with the cast members or maybe we'll do a little bit of the story and then we'll go into them progressing. Instead, we got jumps in and out of them discussing that. which is Which was confusing, but fine, okay. But when I had to watch people, real people that had lost loved ones, mm-hmm. watch an empty coffin and, and, and no, that was being lowered, dignity being lowered, lowered the into the ground. Imagine having to ask a family that. We should have had, as I said, 
the episode airing as normal straight after is Bonnie Langford hosting or like fronting a BBC documentary, like a panorama documentary sort of thing where she goes and talks to the people. Simple. It was, I, you know what, I can even take a step further back. I would have been happy with the documentary being interspersed. Okay, I know that you, and that this is why we disagree a little bit. I'm happy to watch that because then I think at least with the demographic that watches EastEnders, you know, you wouldn't have people going, oh, I don't want to watch this. Because you, you had to, okay? So I understand that bit. I understand where they were coming from. They had to ensure that people was watching. I mean, and not, you know, just trusting that we would watch and keep watching. There has been no other TV show. We hear it on the news. We don't hear anyone else picking up this topic and trying to, you know, promote awareness. So they only really have EastEnders. I think that's very fair to but say. Actually... So you want to be involved. But then you come, you speak, you, you know, you regress into this imme- immense amount of grief. You're grateful that suddenly someone as big as the BBC, as watched as EastEnders, wants to do something about something that has affected your mm-hmm. life so badly. And yet then they say, and by, by the way, at the end, can you watch this fake coffin that's going to be very reminiscent of you, you know, burying your loved one. Mm-hmm. You're going to hold a picture that we might zoom in on, we're not sure, and just look sad. What the lucky At you. this stage, I would have said, are you kidding? Could the storyline have gone a different way where... Uh, Carmel, the way of her finding her right of mind or her peace a bit is by finding like a, a group of uh, people who have had that done to them and the group consists of the real people who and then discuss, we could have yeah. we discussed it and then we could have had scenes of them actually discussing it in the show but as real people or they could have even talked at Shaquille's funeral instead of having the talking heads that would have been lovely yeah. it would have been a lot better even you said on the night, the target they're trying to hit is the people doing it. Those people doing it Aren't watching are not watching EastEnders at 8pm on a Friday. No. They're out stabbing. Yep. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, it was just, just messy, wasn't no, it? What, no, one's, no one's putting a balaclava on and going, I'm just going out for a bit of stabbing and then going, oh. but EastEnders is on, Harry. Oh, is it? Is it tonight? Yeah, it's on tonight. Even if oh. the- I'll wait half hour, then go. Even at the end, when at the fade to black, am I inferring that those people that I saw the names of, are they the people that we've we passed? Or we those people, the families that have been affected? They couldn't even put a title or a subtitle up. It's just been thrown together. And I think, t- truly, what will make me more mad is if they drop this storyline, because this seems like the end drop of it. it. They've dropped every other storyline. It's just that scene that I take issue with. I could forgive them for everything else, because ultimately, they are a soap. As a soap. And before, they've done it before, they've done it loads of times. They should have been able to create the drama themselves from the characters to be able to make that hard-hitting scene without needing these other people. These other people should not have been on the show at all. There's people on social media saying, oh, it's groundbreaking, I've got tears in my eyes. I've got, I've not, I haven't got tears in my eyes. I've got, I've got like this feeling of shame for liking the show. Even if they had built this storyline up properly, and it was a proper climax to it, as soon as they put real life scenario in, it takes the viewer out of the show, out of the suspended reality. I just think making them hold up pictures of their loved ones and watch a fake coffin be buried mm-hmm. and then having... That's obviously and... the worst bit for me. That's that... hands down the worst bit. And anyone that likes that, they need something checked because <laughs> I don't understand how you can like that or respect that or think that was a tear-jerking moment. The only reason that's a tear-jerking moment is because these people are being used for entertainment. It's awful to see all those faces and all those people at different ages and the mm-hmm. families that they've left behind. 
but just I just think it's so it lacks an empathy to ask your people that have come in that are wanting to do you know to help you with your show and you want to help them to make them stand in a cemetery and watch all these actors walk off and have nothing afterwards just have no tea and tea and biscuits afterwards I couldn't imagine it honestly and they're all getting paid for it all those actors are getting paid I doubt there's other people getting paid. Has he sent us put some money in the pot for like, you know what a, I would have loved? a ninth the end, charity or what? At the end, for everyone to stand there, for all these characters to stand there and to have some sort of message where the characters stand with the... So the characters become actors again because, we're like you said, we've already been taken out of that reality. Mm-hmm. The actors stand amongst the families and together they have some sort of pledge that, you know, EastEnders and these families and everyone at home needs to take a pledge against becoming more aware of knife crime and getting becoming more involved as a community. And at the end, the actors say, for this week's episodes, we have donated all of our salaries as well, and BBC have matched our, our charitable donation mm-hmm. to this cause. And these are the, a step-by-step method of what we are going to do as a program. We are not going to forget about it. We are going to have this as a continuing storyline. Mm-hmm. But instead, it just felt like they were there. EastEnders just going, well, that was sad, hey. I and I think I don't think that was you, the, you hit the nail on the head. That's, I don't think that's, that's what EastEnders tried to do. I don't think that's what any of the writers or any of the cast members were trying to do. But I think as a whole, to make this better for me, they need to kind of keep this going then, and they need to make a financial contribution at least. They need to continue. If they've dropped this storyline, I'll be so disappointed because really they do good stuff. EastEnders is a great medium for showing, you know, the everyday viewer. A world that we wouldn't really see. As There's... you keep saying, it's it's EastEnders is a mirror held up to reality. People think I'm joking and about this, that. No, I'm truly no, not. It's, it's you not are right. No. That's what an idea of a soap is. And because of that, again, that's why you don't need any of that stuff in it. Because those actors have got it on their shoulders to be able to carry that storyline and believe that they're real. You're supposed to watch this show and believe that it's real. No matter how stupid or obscure or weird it is at times with the paedophile hunting or uh, Rainy and Max no, getting away. No, I still think it's, it's real. It, it's, it's got to be real. And because they couldn't... They obviously chose the wrong family. Just At been... the end of the day, this is, has felt like EastEnders really pushing for some sort of NTA award. I think... And the... is that going to be a comfort to the uh, the victims of knife crime? I think <laughs> Body Langford had... winning something? They've tried something. I think everyone has gone in with good intentions, but ultimately they need to... They need to fix it, okay? Because I, I do agree, it is it is something, but it could be, it, it needs to continue to be something that is being hailed, as most of us do. Maybe it's because, you know, some, like, there hasn't been something like that, but it to be to be as groundbreaking and as, to be hailed like it has been on Twitter and on social media, mm-hmm. it needs to do more. We can't just say that that's enough for yeah. for an issue like this. Yeah. That that's all a BBC journey can do. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's lazy writing. And at the end of the day, we're going to get some sort of storyline where, I, I don't know, like something stupid. Like, um, alright, so say this Stacey and Max thing goes forward and they have another affair, right? Mm. And at the end of the climax of their storyline, we get into cut uh, clips of people that have been cheated on. Going, it's really hard to be cheated on. That's what it feels like. It's like mm. a cheap way out. It's like, that's not how you tell a story. I mean, this is this is turning into like a 20 minute rant now. Yeah. So do you want to move on to the real show? What we do best. We're not taking the Mickey out of 
the people it's been done Absolutely to. Absolutely not. No way at we all. We expect more for, for them. Basically. Everything we say following this is about the show itself yeah. and the characters and what we do usually week week by week. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> should we just dive straight in? Because it's been mental. There's been some really it's, questionable decisions. It's been a great week. Even with the funeral. It's been weird. <laughs> it's been so weird. My favourite bit this week has been you looking at uh, Shaki's coffin and asking me, do the flowers say Don? <laughs> and you went, you said to me, who's Don? <laughs> Listen, I have, I admit to you right now, I have not been to that many funerals. I've been incredibly lucky so that, that not many people... I just so when someone dies, you have no. a nice floral wreath saying Don. Because he was very, the Don. I have been very lucky to not have attended many funerals. So I have not seen many of those floral arrangements... That just spell out like son, obviously, and mum and dad. I didn't know. So when I saw the O and the N and the S was partially covered, so I thought it was a D, I genuinely was confused. You put five and two together and got 86. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because so I'm that... so involved, I'm not using, I never use my logic when I'm with EastEnders. I suspend my logic and I'm with it. <laughs> you have to. Who was criticised for a white dress on? Or a colour? Hayley. Right. So. Several things about this that we've both said. I don't know if it was a white dress. I think it was just the lack of formality in right. the white dress. Okay. But it, so the shawl that was the colour as the well. The day that Shaki died or was dying on the square. Oh, you're right. <laughs> the cat who, who like told cat him and Mo. this. And Mo, yeah. Were, what were they doing? Tell me what they were doing. They were mixing up a vile concoction of like vinegar Tea, and olives, vinegar, yeah, coffee, stuff. wine. And they were going to play a prank on Hayley. Yeah, simply for the fact that she had just said something style. mean. Oh. But there was that, and then you went round the square and looked at other people. Everyone, most people, black attire, yep. the standard. Mm-hmm. Then we had the people's princesses. We had Bernie mm-hmm. in a white dress, and no one said anything. I, no one on Twitter said anything about this. No, <laughs> that's disrespectful, surely. Think... And then we had uh, Kim in a bright yellow dress, like I... it's Easter Sunday. I think with. With funerals lately, I think more people are invited to actually wear a bit of colour, to be honest, because it's seen as more of a celebration of life. If that's the way, don't criticise one person and leave the rest. Bernie is the people's princess, okay? I'm going to prote- I'm going to be as unbiased as possible oh, when Jesus. I say this. Okay, go on. Okay? The writers in the costuming are so awful to Bernie. Why can't... Why they... Everyone else looks lovely, okay? Except for Kat. Okay, but we, but Kat we is still, Kat's Kat a special is still, case. you know, allowed to dress in a certain way. Linda's gorgeous, Mel's gorgeous, Karen can be made to look gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I know that her characterization, she doesn't care, but I saw her in the funeral scene, she looked lovely. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Bernie is made to wear a, sh- like, Tiff is given, like, you know, great jeans. Bex, I love, I actually really like what Bex has been wearing lately anyway. Poor Bernie is being put in shirts that are too small in onesies. Why are we... Okay, can you... Audience, can you explain this to me? If we all love EastEnders and Bernie so much, then why are we not asking for EastEnders to treat her better? Put her in something that it looks nice. That's the dress she wore, the one that you are offended by. I'm not offended by it, the dress itself. I'm okay. offended by... It was a lovely dress, though. I actually really like that one as well. And I said to you, she looks nice. They've allowed her to look nice for once in her life. I think it's so unfair. <laughs> Everyone else is allowed to look good. Except for Bernie? Why? Why are we constantly poking fun at her? We saw their school uniforms. Tiff had ripped jeans. I thought they were just rips on the thighs and the nope. knees. 
They were ripped all the way down. Well, it's summer. She That's needs some ventilation. Yeah, and uh, Louise's skirt. I'm you sorry, no. Go back to Tiff. Her shirt is oh. tied at the... <laughs> like Britney even, Spears. Yes, like she was in a music video. I know school standards. None of those kids would be getting through the door. We sent kids home for the wrong coloured shoes. So let's now start at the beginning of the week for this storyline with Carmel. Where we had... The first thing we had this week was Keegan running in after a jog or something, was it? Or was he just out? He was sweaty. And he was panting. I it was like some sort of PTSD. I think he was panting because he is experiencing PTSD. Right, so why is, it, why is he suddenly doing it this week? Why has it taken like three weeks for him to go, actually... I don't know. Did we not see any of... We have seen Keegan. We have he's seen been, him. He's, he's been, been accused of lying and cheating a lot. And he's been laughing. and fu- He had that scene with Ted... Where he was accused Food. of stealing the money and he was like having a bit of banter. He didn't care then. This suddenly, this is again, it's just picked up and it's gone. It's picked up when it's convenient, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'm never allowed to see Give a character who is, you know, in another storyline and is carried over some sort of emotional, you know, heartbreak or emotion. However, I must say, the guy who plays Keegan mm. is so compelling. I really want him to jump leaps and bounds from this. I mean, I'd love for him to stay because I think EastEnders is He's a good fantastic. character. He's a good actor. But He's a fantastic I, little actor. When he had his scene with Carmel and they were outside the prison and he was begging Carmel mm-hmm. not to go in, he was trying to bring her some sense. You know, because you're right. Like, if the pris- if that guy had, you know, taken into parole and said, I've actually had a really lovely conversation with the mother and she's for- and she's understood me and she's, you know, forgiven me, then that would go well for him. Yeah. And Keegan is, sorry, yeah, Keegan's begging her to see sense. Don't do this. Come back and plan your son's funeral. Come back with me. I've come all the way here. Please, like, we're in it together. He's done really well. the one character in this whole storyline that has been believable. Yeah, absolutely. And you know why? Because I think, he must be older, because they all have, they're all too old. I wouldn't be surprised if he's got some sort of connection. Yeah, but I mean, Because he's obviously from the East End. He's he's, obviously... He is portraying how a teenager would deal with this, like mm-hmm. with guilt and anger and being scared. And he is, he, he is just amazing. I really applaud him. Uh, yeah, we had Carmel start in the youth club. Um, the youth which... club is hard to watch. However, we're a fan of board games. <laughs> <laughs> you noticed we... a little game there, didn't you? We found Hotel Tycoon. Yeah, you which is... Hotel Tycoon. We picked that for a pound. I don't know what she uh, paid for it. She probably she paid full price. Argos. Straight However, up. guys, please, I mean, if you're sitting at home and you also love a board game and you wanted to play, you know, recreate a sort of youth club for yourself, get your Switch out, get your Hotel Tycoon, prepare that it's not going to be an easy game to set up. It takes about 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm trying to work out, so she had the phone taken after she was going, I was putting some of Shaki's music on and reading through the artists, like she's Diplo. so <laughs> removed from all the universe that she doesn't know who anyone is. Maybe she doesn't. Right, but um, those she teenagers who came in were looking at the switch. But they stole the phone. They stole the phone, which looked bad, a bit old, rubbish. Wasn't yeah. an iPhone. Why not steal the switch? Plugged in, I guess. You can buy a plug cheap enough. Sell it on yeah, for more. Yeah, it's just an HDMI cord, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and it was the, what did she want? Yeah, oh, I'm tired of talking about Carmel's events. <laughs> Everything just makes me angry. Can we just move away from Carmel for a little while? We've got to. We've got to finish. I think. She, so she wanted a private funeral as well. That was hard to watch. Not in a good way either. It was just annoying to watch. It wasn't explained. She didn't... The writers didn't allow her to explain why she only wanted it to be her and um, Shaquille. Because it seemed like she had been leaning on Kush the entire time. Why was she getting... They, why was she excluding and they were written, Kush from it? You're right. And they were written as this really close family unit. What they had done 
I mean, you're right. They haven't spent enough time on Shaquille. The only thing that they had created was that friendship between him and Keegan and how close Shaquille, Kush, and Carmella. are. Yeah. And they've had all these scenes with Darius who's come over who said that they've raised who Shaquille. Who's very much an outsider. Very much an outsider, but we'd been given those scenes about how they'd been ra- he, they had raised Shaquille from when he was little, like when they were reading him those mm-hmm. little books. That was a lovely scene, credit by, by Credit by credit G. They did that. Yeah, they made that's... a family unit. Exactly, but then that was why it was so confusing. Like, I would have loved for her to have just a, like, a little bit of time where she could have explained to Denise or someone why. And then maybe I could have understood it. Poor, Jay. poor Jay. He's How much in... of his salary goes towards other him... people's funerals? Because <laughs> so he is... It's just... Jay's storyline is constantly just him catering. He's only ever brought in when someone dies now, which he's, is a shame because he's a good little a good actor character. as well. Yeah. He's a good actor. He's a good character. I did love him with his little Undertaker saddle. <laughs> All grown up. I know. I was like, no. Remember when he came on the show for the first time? As a little time, chav hey? yeah. with his little gang. Yeah, I just oh, and that youth club, the discos and the fiver sides. Come here, babe. Four people are coming. <laughs> you need ten. Uh, and Tiff was only half her. there. She just had one foot out the door the whole time. <laughs> I think uh, I think that is it for the few. I don't want to really talk about it. Anyway. It's, no, we've been 35 writing, minutes talking about The, the writing <laughs> itself was stupid. And the funny stuff, it's all there. We've talked about it. We'd, let's move on. Let's, let's R.I.P. Don. Hey. R.I.P. Don. A.K.A. Shaquille. <laughs> A.K.A. Shaki. A.K.A. It's what Shaki would have wanted. This is not what Shaki would have wanted. This and in fact, not. there was a line that uh, Denise said. She said, he deserved to have... His story told. That's Didn't correct. even need to read that off your notes. <laughs> he didn't have a story told, did he? Luckily, um, it was anyway. nice to see most of the characters there. Mick and Linda weren't there. Yeah, Mick, who had a major and part. Shirley wasn't there either. In the whole thing. Dot wasn't there. I was, I was banking on Dot being there. She's MIA. I was banking on her. She's missing She's not going to Abby's. Definitely not going to Shaki's. So let's 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 have a bit of a game. Let's have a let's relax. Please. Let's all the listeners together. Let's just so put our hands together. Sigh. Breathe in. Just breathe out. Let's have a little bit of a game. Introduce a game. Come on, put some music on. Finally, guys, it is time for everyone's favorite game. It's Who Twenty. It's Me Twenty. The game where I give you and Abner a series of clues, and you have to guess which character I'm speaking about. Are you ready, Abner? I'm more than ready this week. Clue number one. This character first appeared 1st of April 2008. Is it Jack? It is not Jack. If you know it, just say it. I don't know, Ashley. That was a guess. <laughs> they were temporarily written out of the show due to continued lateness to set. <laughs> that's not the character. That's the actor. I just thought <laughs> that's it was interesting. The uh, that's interesting. Who would that be? Who just looks like someone is constantly late? Is it Jean? It is not Jean. I've done we Jean. We had Jean, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. This character has won the lottery. They won the lottery. No, Robbie's been there ages. That's a rubbish game. And has he won the lottery? Oh, well, he lied this week about winning the lottery. No, that's no, where that's in my head from. Oh, God. This character unfortunately had to spend part of t- her, t- her time. Whoops. Oh, damn it. <laughs> to, uh, down. <laughs> spent part of her time having sex with people to pay off their partner's debts. So it's a Slater. I'm so sad for the Slaters that if I say mention prostitution, <laughs> you immediately think Slaters. No, it's not because that'd be cat. And it's oh, is it? No. Is it Whitney? It's Whitney. It's... <laughs> Whitney had to pay off. Of course, yes, she had the whole storyline. Yeah. Yes, 
She was offered to her first job at the Queen Vic that she keeps coming back to was offered by Cat Moon. So you were you were very close with Cat. She was being trapped under a bus, shared a steamy kiss with Mick Carter, and she was famously involved with a grooming storyline. Another time yeah. where EastEnders took on something but really harsh and did it well. Very well, yes. <laughs> so we that know that they're capable. Now. Well done, Abner. Should we move on? Please. Uh, so... We're on Easy Street now. We've talked about the hard stuff. Hard talk's over. I thought we were going to do that at the end. So when you started at the start, I was very off, caught off guard. I mean, we've recorded now for as long as a normal podcast is. Oh my god. So, we're parked up at the Brannings. Brannings know best. I'm compelled. <laughs> Watching Max try and fight every one of his urges, the things that he knows best, which is just to bed women and treat them badly. And he's fighting both with Rainy. He can't. He just, he knows he shouldn't, but he can't help himself. Have we predicted another thing? Yes, oh, we have. Daily Star, if you're listening. Max you should... and Mel. <laughs> it's happening. It's on the cards. And Rainy being thrown out. Did you see the sexual tension? The chemistry they had in that one scene was unparalleled by any other couple in the show. It's not true. Robbie and his <laughs> I always get that kind of sexual tension off Robbie eating a kebab. What are you talking about? We had um, a lot of Rainy, and she's become one of my favourite characters this week. She she's was devious. <laughs> she is cunning. And, and to see anyone take on Donna. She's I going am... against characters that we don't like as well, which is helpful. Why is Donna so high and mighty? She only ever treats people badly. So we saw uh, Rainy steal some cigarettes. And frame from the... Donna. And I slow <laughs> It was just great to see Donna surrounded by a mob. Yeah. And uh, what Mr. Lister, who should have his own spin-off in my and opinion. A, he was a very good character. and Compelling. I really enjoyed the moment where even her friends, Honey and Kim, really had to have a second look at Donna and go, oh, you seem to have come into a lot of money lately. That's not me. I take money from Robbie. <laughs> Who wins the Dawn the Horses all the time. You know he's earning those big bucks being a bin man. <laughs> With his written warning. And his, and his two days worth of car salesman. <sighs> he made bank. <laughs> she treat You are so right. She treats Robbie like a bug. I know. That gives her money. <laughs> Robbie trying to get in through the window. And he her just watching her. him. Well, she wasn't... We didn't see her watching him. But you can the assume fact because she'd been sitting on the, the couch. The fact that he then... Jay came up to her and said, he just used the door in it, Rob. I think you'll find that before he was yelling, help Donna, I'm stuck. <laughs> he was stuck in it. He his high biz again. Yeah. That's just a weekly occurrence for him now, getting stuck in places. Um, and then he got out the window and she just looked at him. Like, so she had been watching if, him. Yeah, as if she, he was like, as you said, dirt or bug. Yep. And just closed the window while like oh. glaring at him. And it took everything in his will to like get her back on side. I know. She I. gave him Cash. money. I did enjoy um, Robbie going over to um, to Rainy and Max. It showed that he had a bit of a backbone, didn't it? He went over and said, listen, you did it. Let's not beat around the bush. So you owe us some money. You Ashamed can pay the Mr. Fine. Max saying... Yeah, Unky Max. Yeah, can you we, pay the fine, Well, it wasn't please? actually me. It was, it was that junkie over there. So here's, here's 150 Say no more of it. Why does Max carry so much cash? Did he have one of those little bands on There's a lot of knife crime well? around here. He's a, mob, not... he's a mobster. He's a kingpin. He's a, he's a gangster. And then he had this moment with Stacey. I was behind that happening right there. Like, as soon as you see them alone in a room together. Sparks I, fly, don't they? I expect just to 
see clothes come off. Do you think those two characters have had a bit of a thing as well? They must They have to. The chemistry is there. I know. (laughs) Max with any woman has chemistry. What is it about him? Even with with Rainy. Even with Rainy had chemistry. True. In a weird way. Watching them kiss at the end. So they had had a fake uh, couple's dinner with Mel and Jack. (laughs) I loved it. Rainy was convinced that Mel knew that they were fake. But I don't think it is. I think Rainy just wants this relationship now. She wants the relationship now. But Mel was commenting on why they never, like, touch each other. True, yeah. And but then Mel this... just doesn't care about anything but Hunter. So just trust me, babe. Mel wasn't going to talk about you. Yeah, and then we had this horrible scene of them, like, talking about how they first met or lying about how they first met. And Max, obviously not wanting to do it. Was dancing. And the dancing. And then but they not dancing. Back. They were just holding each other, swaying, and like staring oh. at Mac, Jack and Mel to but will them. But that's it. Why did Rainy want to kiss in front of them like that? Because no one does that. Yeah, we had... Uh, this is a lot of we had, a lot of recapping. But Rainy going out to buy baby clothes and baby toys from the new The new baby, baby market. <laughs> <laughs> that market has a stall for everything. It does. <laughs> what is going on? Horse meat. Baby clothes. What else do they need? Fusion restaurants. <laughs> and then uh, she came back. Uh, Max was all happy because oh my they, God. they'd gotten off the night before. Instead of recapping, can we just talk about the most integral moment when Max realised Rain- like, that Rainy had put their baby nab in danger. And he just closed out. the door. <laughs> she clawed, and that's clawed what I was at to. it. She clawed at the door She's and screaming, you in. I want your baby! Like Rumpelstiltskin. She doesn't want to look after it. She wants to feed on it. You're not locked in, babe. Open the door. She doesn't understand how doors work. Uh, Yeah, so that whole whole storyline was weird, wasn't it? I enjoy it. It is funny, though. Rainy in particular is... She's great. I like like watching her. Whoever brought her back, job well done. (laughs) A lot of people don't like her. I don't know what this is about... Us seeming to have the exact opposite opinion of the general public. This is why no one will sponsor our podcast. (laughs) Maybe we should get those actors that we are like pushing forward to stay on the show. Maybe they should sponsor us. Stu and Rainy, if you're listening. I think that's really it for the Brannings. Brannings do know best. They're going to get the baby. They'll get the baby. Uh, Theory time. Is Donna and Robbie going to go in (sighs) for baby Abby? Well, she did promise She seems to have some sort of cunning plan. She's going to wreck it for Rainy. Any way she wants, but she doesn't know yet. Can she have forty pounds? Also, Robbie, <laughs> have we got another game? Ever? It's time for another game. Let's put away. Let's go park up. Center of the square. Here we are. It's time for Albert Square. Hold on, Rainy's on the bus. Get off. <laughs> you we can't paid. take you anywhere. <laughs> I'm taking you to your mum's house. Right, Albert Square. Mm-hmm. Last week we had Bernie v Bex, and we had. No one comment. So Bernie's through. I spent a good six to seven minutes this morning mm. compiling a list of everyone that's battled so far. I was sleeping in. <laughs> I'm going to tell you who's through so far. Okay. In the next round, we've got Robbie, Big Mo, Max, Stacy, Ted, Linda, Stu, Haley, and Bernie. What a ragdag bunch. <laughs> Has Kat it really done is it yet? the scum of the square. <laughs> we happy. Has Kat not done it yet? Not yet, no. She's still She'll good. be a good fight, hey? She will be after. To trying to find who she could fight because it's always got to be an equal playing field. First, I should say the, the rules mm. of the, the match. Please. We're in the centre, we're in the square. It's a cage fight. Bare fist. Oh, terrifying. You know how it goes down. I know. One on one. No tag team. No weapons. No magical forces. 
No superpowers. Okay. It's just man on man or woman on woman. What about Max's sexual magnetism? He can, can use, use that? He can use that. Okay, that's nice. They can use their own abilities. Lovely. Right, so this week, in the red corner, we've got Jay, fresh <laughs> off another funeral. It is top hat and all. Ooh. And in the, uh, the blue corner, we've got Sexy Kush. Poor Sexy Kush. What's he doing in the cage fight? <laughs> I can see which way this is going, but ding, ding, ding. What are your initial thoughts? Give me some thoughts on Jay. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so Jay has had a rough background. He yes. came in as a little chev. Yeah. He's shown that he's stood up for himself, and a major skill that he has is he's been mentored by none other than hard man Phil Mitchell. Aye. Big boy of the neighborhood. Big boy Mitchell! <laughs> Big boy Phil. <laughs> he's mentored a few during his time, but Jay has been the feistiest. Well, he's so. been the feistiest, and he's also only ever been the one that's uh, turned his back on Phil. Which so he's balls. become too strong for Phil to control. Phil, I didn't thought about it like this, you know. True, he's become too strong for Phil to control, and therefore because mm. Phil's um, Jay's yelled at Phil a couple of times. Yeah. Jay's looking good, sexy Kush. Listen, he's got skills. I mean, for one, he is he's sexy. Toned. He's ripped. He he's he finding time out. for the gym, and in an impossible market stall timetable. I There's don't know where he gets that. it. <laughs> There's a, a market stall for the gym. No. It's just they just work out <laughs> in the square. <laughs> so he's obviously going over to that gym no market stall. <laughs> Shrimpy runs that as well. And he doesn't so, run it. He covers for of it. Course, he's actually having his own stall. He just covers for everyone. So it's great to see him out and about. However, he's dating Denise, which means that things are slowing down. She's an right, older though, woman, know. isn't she? So I'm going to have to go to Jay. I just think... Whoa, I did not expect this. I thought this was going to be a one-sided battle for Kush. I thought the What else did Kush have? Just the muscle. He's just muscles, the... of course, of course, of course. But also, Jay's not walking around in tight tops, is he? He's walking around in Billy's old suits. It's true. So we don't know what's under there. We don't know what's under there. And he has got that... I hadn't thought He's about the background. He's picking up coffins all the time and dead bodies. I hadn't thought about the background. And look at him, okay? Think about his genealogy, where his dad came from. His mentorship from... Big boy Phil. Okay. He has got a broken background. He's he's a fighter. He's the Rocky Balboa of the square. Jay is almost Abby. the perfect. <laughs> Didn't they think? Jay... Jay's almost the perfect fighter. Yeah. There's not many that could rival him. I don't think so. Surely when you've put it like I, I this. I can't think of anything else. I understand. I get your point that dogged. That Kush has gone to the gym a couple of times, but he's got things in his mind. He's got a crazy mum. Yeah, he's he's beaten mentally. Distracted, yeah. I think mentally Jay's, Jay's there. Jay's on form. He's got nothing else going on. He doesn't have a storyline to think he can about work or out. lines. Yeah. He doesn't have a girlfriend or friends, it seems. He's hardly ever at home. He lives with Donna, he lives with Donna. which makes him angry. He's not happy about that. A lot that. of rage. Yeah. Yep. And he never lets that rage out. So they fight. Right. Goodbye, sexy Kush. Daily Star, you heard it here first. In a fight between Kush and Jay, Please. Jay Brown Call would be the winner. His... Sexy Kush Thank and you. Jay Brown. Jay Brown would be the winner. Jay Brown Mitchell. Yeah. Wow, I'm going to circle him. And you know that Big just, Boy Phil on the side of that uh, cage match is going, well done. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. Jay's in. He's he's locked in. If you, the viewer, the listener, Robin. have... Or anyone else. Anyone comment. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> the more, the better. Um, if you think Kush would win, Post below, give us some comments, email in, 
tell us why and we'll we'll consider it. If yeah. we get if we get enough likes, if we get enough people supporting you, we'll put Kush through. Of course. But if you've got some thoughts about Jay winning it, give us that as well. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I'll take it. Right, let's move on. It's time for uh, our favourite stop, the Slaters. Ooh. Which this week we didn't have much of, you know, the, the usual stuff. We didn't have much Mo, we didn't have much of Cat, thank you. No, God. we didn't have any Mo dancing, which was sad. Um, what we did have was Jean v Haley. Jean is getting. I'm, I'm liking this mentorship that Haley doesn't want that Jean's. Well, she does her. want it sometimes when, hey, when Jean's agreeing with her. Yeah. But I like it. I like to see Jean. She's fresh off, you know, getting out of that relationship with her deadbeat husband, yeah. Ollie. She's here. She wants to make her mark. And the first thing she's going to do is clean up that Haley. You know that Jean is dying to wash Haley's hair <laughs> and cut it. There was something in an episode that it truly took me back. And I need you to tell me why. What, what it was. When Jean emptied her bag, she had a naked, tiny baby doll. When she was searching for the key that Haley stole for yeah. the taxi. And it was never explained. She just emptied it out. It was <laughs> naked little... and tiny. I know that she's got grandchildren. She's got Lily, Arthur and... What, she's got dolls on demand? The other one. But it's a very tiny one. And why was it naked? And why was it in her purse? I know grandparents gran- And why gran- was it crying? Why did it look so sad? Maybe it's a character that's been trapped. Maybe it's a new storyline. And a wizard's coming to the square, guys. A new guys. Slater. Oh, a new one, maybe. So it was, it was good to see. I like Haley taking people around. I like the insinuation that Haley was a prostitute. I like the way even Jean suspects prostitution when a Slater's involved yeah, in some sort enough. of money being handed yep. over to them. It's true, though. <laughs> you dirty old man, Truman. And then Haley, yeah, I mean, I would tell Haley. I'm sorry, if I was Haley, I would tell Jean. She's not going to spill her secret. What? the About the baby. Oh, uh, yeah. In fact, I think Jean would be like a number one supporter. And if yeah. anything, Haley would be given a bit more than a piece of toast to eat. Because that's all well, I've ever seen her eat. that's all she's eating this week. Was every toast time, all the time. Every scene she was in, she was just eating buttered toast. And I noticed while doing EastEnders Sentences this week, <laughs> there was a lot of people eating toast. It wasn't just Haley. Well, it's there the end of the month, were, isn't it? There were people in the background of the calf, like teenagers, just eating buttered toast. Um, Phil was eating buttered toast. <laughs> Um, there was someone else eating buttered toast as well. Was it halfway when he was on the bench? He was eating buttered toast. I hate buttered there was, toast. There was loads of people just eating buttered toast. Yeah. Was this a thing? Is it a new character? Maybe. The buttered toast. <laughs> well, there was a time. Ta- Welcome to week- the square. Buttered toast. <laughs> there was a week where everyone was eating sandwiches as well, remember? There'd be a shot where Kim's waking up in bed next to buttered toast. <laughs> <laughs> She's had a night. With buttered toast. Buttered toast is hungover and looks over and goes, oh, he not leaves. again. <laughs> he leaves. He's working on the market stool. A yeah. new one. The gym. <laughs> the market gym. Buttered toast. Oh, buttered toast. He gets around. He's flirting with Max. Oh, buttered oh, toast. Buttered toast. He gets around. He's got no gender. He's got no gender. The baked beans on toast. That is an amazing combombination. Baked beans on toast. Those are, that's a power couple. The- <laughs> Max Branning, the baked bean, and buttered toast. They could really take over the So story. I can't wait to see what buttered toast does next week. I can't, yeah. Because right. he is an interesting character. Or she, it, is an interesting character. Most interesting character, yeah. I argue. I'm, I'm really enjoying Happy it. Happy to be in a scene with anyone. He is. Isn't precious. She is. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, moving on from buttered toast. I don't think there's anything, I don't really have anything else to say about the Slaters. 
Um, it's nice that we've got talked a kitty. about I'm sorry, Stacey. I'm sad that they've all got no money and yet there's so many of them in there. Yeah, you're completely right. They're, they're the two things that we had noted down was Jean's naked tiny baby <laughs> and Amy eating buttered yep. toast. Let me just consult my list and see if, if we've hit all these marks. Yeah, I, mean, I think we've, we've done quite well. So, we've got a new feature. <laughs> What's that? You've got a new feature, guys. We've got another new feature. We've decided that this little spot here, where we should have it's like a flexi. third feature. It's a flexi. It's a flexi spot. Yeah. Sometimes we'll have philosophy. Sometimes we'll have... Sometimes we'll have a guest, hopefully. We I mean, really I wanted, like having guests. I wanted to do a feature called Utter Nonsense, where we have to yeah, guess the nonce. You don't have a game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not um, doing that. Or who the most nonce is I'm this not week. This um, but I'm we're not, not doing, doing it this week. I'm not doing a pedophile segment. I've told you this. <laughs> this week... We've got a new collaborative segment that probably won't ever come back. Amelia it's has just... come out with the greatest name ever, which sounds like nothing else we've ever done on this show. What's it called, Amelia? <laughs> it's called You Stenders and Me Stenders. <laughs> sounds like nothing I've ever come up with. No. We can no. all see that um, my brain only ever goes one way. Stenders. Yeah. So right. basically this game is... Well, it's not a game, it's just a segment and it just... Um, what is it? Explain it. <laughs> it's just a moment. Because we really thought about this. We've just, no, we've just no, no, come no. into it last it. minute. So basically, you standers and me standers mm. is a time where we can come together and just really appreciate each other and how we see each other in the show. <laughs> and it stemmed from the one episode of that featured Phil, predominantly, when he was sitting down in the calf with Sharon, refusing arguing, to look after Denny. refusing to look after his stepson. Yeah. And calling him a wet wipe and a mummy's boy. And oh, I yes, turned, this bit. And I <laughs> said, Abner, and I said, this is so you. <laughs> this is you. Can we just talk about that bit for a minute? With, with the, the mummy's boy wet wipe. So he's talking about Denny, his mm-hmm. not son. Yeah. The son of his enemy? Dennis? They didn't get along. Yeah, no, they didn't get along. And Sharon. And he basically just, the way he says it. It's hard to listen to him. <laughs> What do you call them? Mummy's boys? Wet wipes? You just wanted them at the end to say, No! Gay. No! <laughs> Don't say that on the podcast! <laughs> no, I'm not saying it. It's not my views. This is not my view. You this is, this the is way, what Phil would This is said. the way it was written. Because okay. Mummy's boy and wet wipes do sound very much like a slur for homosexuality. And in Pride Week of all... This is probably what Phil would have said. Okay. <laughs> but then forgetting that his son is also gay. Yeah, he did forget, so... Yeah, but he's got Louise, so... So I just, yeah. She's yeah. the real son to him. He's the she's the heir of the Mitchell throne, <laughs> now that Jay's gone. And I looked over at Abner while Phil was talking about how he has no romantic feelings towards Sharon, <laughs> and how he'll only spend time with his stepson if she buys him tickets to a boxing match, and I just yeah. I just saw a lot of you. And that's really the segment. <laughs> so that's the segment. You yeah. stenders, me stenders. You can cut who, it out if you'd like. Who, who I reminded you of during the week. Yeah. Well, I think, think it'll always be Phil. I, 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 no, you reminded me. It shouldn't me. be a thing you have to think about. It should be something that strikes well, you like I've an electrical one. stroke. Don't you worry. I've it's got one. It's something rude. You reminded me of Jean. Why? Why he's looking out for me. Oh. You reminded me of Phil. So, <laughs> so, last stop on our tour of Albert Square this week. This has been a hefty episode. It's been a long that, one. That, this that, is going to um, be. That rant at the start. I'm really... going to be eating jam donuts while you have to tear your way through this tonight. <laughs> The last thing I want to talk about, we'll stop outside the Vic. We've got, we've got to make a stop at, at Nick just, Carter. It's just one mention, isn't it? Danny Dyer and the memes. He brings the meme game. Football's coming home, It's lads. coming home, lads. It's coming home. Why? 
They should just every week. They should bring a meme in. What's what's the current meme this week? Let's get Danny in on it. Let's get Danny to perform think, the meme. I think it was nice. It was cool. It was like showing again. I like it when they do that. Really good. I like it when they film something late because like some sort of uh, event has happened, like yeah, Michael Jackson dying, the royal the wedding, FA Cup. The I England think it was match. good. I think that I think EastEnders it really does normally do a good job of really making you think that these people are, are living yeah. in London, and I think that was good because and it I wasn't felt... taking over. There was England flags, England signs, yeah. and it was just like a couple of friends, just really you know well, getting felt, hopeful, and if... that's that's absolutely what the vibe is right now. That's that what the show a lot is. of English people are actually thinking yeah. they're going to win the grand final of but, the World um, Cup. It felt like it was just Danny Dyer talking to whoever the halfway actor is. I think is. it was. Right, so it's that time of the week. We play the flagship game. Mm, the one that only ever stays. EastEnders Sentence Enders. I Last mean, week was the first time we had you versus people, which is interesting. I you think won. you'll find that those people just chose my answers. Well. The rules are simple. If you've listened to before, you will know what you've got to do. I've taken some sentences from this week's episode that characters mm. have said. And I have taken off the last word or <gasps> words. Ooh. And replace them with the diff diffs. It is your job, Amelia, and audience listening at home, to tell me what are the missing words or word. Are you ready? I am ready. Eastern Descent Center, number one. She thinks we're phony. Fake. Why? Because she can smell it with that snooty nose of hers. You should have kissed me this morning, like married couples do. Call me. Called me Schnooky or Baby Cakes. So what's your answer? Called me Schnooks or Baby Cakes. Babe uh, has already been taken by Jack. So oh, you've really do. got ahead. <laughs> you've taken the next few lines. Let's find out. She thinks we're phony. Fake. Why? Because she can smell it with that snooty nose of hers. You should have kissed me this morning, like married couples do. Call me schnooks or baby cakes. That's one solid point. I even point. had the two, like the name in order as well. Thank you. That's a solid point. That's a that's a full point. I can't take anything away from you. Thank you. One out of one. Can you get the other two? One hundred percent. Let's find out. Eastern Center number two. I'll tell you what, it's coming home, son. It's coming home. Yeah, Sweden ain't no joke, though, Mick. Uh, they're a strong unit. Flat pack mugs. Awesome. Will what? What will we do to Sweden? They're flat pack mugs. I don't even know what that means. I'm struggling to understand that. What does flat pack mugs mean? Well, because oh, IKEA, Ikea yeah. flat pack uh-huh. mugs. Or and then he's threatening them, isn't he? Oh no, he's not threatening we'll, them. He's just saying as we're a going team, to do we'll, something. Or we'll beat them. We'll beat them. Is it? We'll build them. We'll build them. <laughs> we'll build them. We're gonna build them so strong. Those <laughs> bloody cupboards. We'll, we'll build them a second hand. We'll, Chairs. We'll build them a runner-up trophy. We'll, we'll oh, God, I have no idea. We'll sort them. We'll sort them. We'll okay. sort them out. You ready? No. Ready to find out? Try on for that 100%. Let's find so, out. I'm losing it. I'll tell you what, it's coming home, son. It's coming home. Yeah, Sweden ain't no joke, though, Mick. Uh, they're a strong unit. Flat pack mugs. We'll smash the granny out of them. She oh. Oh. They'll smash the granny out of them. <laughs> How is I ever going to commit that to memory? It literally doesn't make sense. Oh, let's make Carter. Ugh. We'll smash the granny out of them. What does that even mean? With Eastender Center Center, number three. You know it was Auntie Rainy. Then you don't let her win. You get back on the horse, grab the bull by the horns, 
play the game, Donna. Resilience, the key to success. Saw that again. Where did Robbie see that? On a bus stop? Resilience, the key to success. On a bus stop. On a bus bench? In the kebab house? I don't know where he goes. He's not <laughs> listening to podcasts or TED Talks. He's on buses. He sees benches. He looks at bins. He's in the kebab house. He goes to the pub. Saw that in a film. He might have seen it in a film. He sees films. Is there a cinema on the square? Because they can't leave They can't the leave, but there's you, a high street. We've heard that today. Um, Does that your I guess? saw it on a bus bench. Saw it on a bus bench. Let's find out. Yeah. You know it was Auntie Rainey. Then you don't let her win. You get back on the horse. Grab the ball by the horns. Play the game, Donna. Resilience. The key to success. Saw that on a YouTube video. YouTube video? You were so close to TED Talks, which you didn't oh. believe that Robbie would listen to. But Robbie is apparently He's an avid YouTube watcher. He subscribes to Bill with it. How many did you get? Email us in. Tell us below. Comment. Love to hear from if you, you all the time. If you got all three right, well, well, well bloody done. Have a subscription on us. As in, subscribe to us. Not, we're not going to pay for it. We're not going to pay for a Netflix account for you. That's, that's no, ridiculous. You can jump on mine if you want. Everyone else is. <laughs> we'll get a lot of people saying, what's yeah. your password, man? We're, we're not saying that either. You get a free subscription to us, like our page on Facebook. Something like that. So shall we do the hots and nuts? It's time for the hots and nuts, Amelia. So, can we just make a rule that we're going to exclude Friday's episode from the hots and nuts? You cannot make reference to Friday's episode of the Hot Tonight. So <laughs> that hot topic, that hot potato so, is off the menu. Who was hot, hot, hot this week? I'm either going to go with Keegan. He's amazing. Who was the strong actor, mm-hmm. uh, but he was off his rocker this week. True. Like with PTSD and stuff, so maybe not the best character because he wasn't in his right mind most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Rainy. Because I've got this theme now going for the villains. No, you do and, like the villains. <laughs> but she's getting the job done. Mm-hmm. She's getting the job done this week. She was winding Donna up. It was beautiful to see. Yeah, it was good. I, I can't fault her. And then right at the end, she stuck the knife into Max. Well, maybe not the best term to use. But, oh, uh, <laughs> but um, she stuck the knife in and told Max, it's not going to be me who doesn't see the baby because I can always... Worm around my mum. Oh, yeah, that was a great Yeah, and then she comment. walks out, and Max knew. Max knew. Um, Who's your hot? I have chosen Jean Slater. I know she's a family favourite. I yeah. agree with you that Keegan and Rainey have had great times. But yeah. It was really good to see Jean have high expectations of Haley. Well, pretty she low, w- actually, when she uh, yeah, well. accused her of prostitution. Yeah, well, she still wanted better for her, didn't she? And <laughs> she has been, tr- and she's trying really hard to be one step ahead of her as well. Usually we think that Jean, uh, we see her as someone who's easily taken advantage of. Mm. But this week, she's really, you know what? She's left Ollie. She's taking keys with her. She, it's quite easy to steal them back. and she She's bringing out babies but out of her purse. She was great. I really think she was a great character. Who is your not? I think it's, I think we're both going to go for the same person. I, I'm not going to go for the obvious one. Okay, go on. My not, not was Phil. Oh, I'm not Phil. Phil, go and hang out with your stepson. No, His dad is dead. If you listen to that, he um, says that Danny doesn't want anything to do with him. He only, tre- he only talks to him when he wants money. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Go and try and be a father figure. Go and try and be Robbie. But you know what? As a parent, you have to just keep ha- trying, okay? This is probably how he lost Ben to France. <laughs> Okay. The country of France. Ben would Ben didn't want to hang out with them all the time. Oh, I just have and flashbacks you know what, Phil? That episode of You don't Mel. need to have all your children around you that just fawn over you, okay? Right, so Who's I'm, your not? I'm gonna go for the obvious and just say it. 
but not because of Friday's episode, just because of during the week. Carmel. <laughs> I thought you were just going to let the audience <laughs> infer it. No, I agree. Can we just mention one thing about the funeral? Yes. <laughs> Do you remember in that whole scene, there was a heartbeat going on? I think a it was doo-doo, her heart. Doo-doo. I thought it was Shaquille's heart and he'd pop out as the first zombie of the square. <laughs> I think it was the heart of the audience. Shaquille's back from the dead, everyone. Right. We had we had a one comment this week, or the other week as well, from our fan, oh, Robin. Robin. Uh, so we're going to mention that again. A few weeks ago, you might remember I got in touch with BBC and asked about that Your Ian Bill poster. My greatest achievement to yeah, date. True. <laughs> and we put it to the audience to ask, uh, what is that missing E? Mm-hmm. And Robin has kindly suggested that perhaps it means empty inside after all my divorces, children dying and abandoning me. <laughs> Which I think is fantastic. Robin, I would never invite you to come on eat Bill with it whenever you'd like. <laughs> that would that alone Sky pin. <laughs> that alone has been a wonderful addition. Thank you very much, Robin. Got any news? No, I've no I time for news as we look at us. I've got nothing left. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky five-star review. Nothing else. Only five stars. Yeah, we need DM fives. Uh, You can find us on YouTube and listen to us there and subscribe to us there. Please comment and let us know if you like anything or if you disagree with any of us. No one ever disagrees with Abner, guys. That's also an option. Uh, you can <laughs> like us and fo- sorry, follow us on Twitter at BWI underscore podcast. We're on Facebook as well. Deal with it. Oh, don't do podcast. the mean thing again. You know you what score. you need to do. <laughs> you, <laughs> you want to meme, you give a like. No likey. No, no meme. <laughs> and guys, I told you before, no and I'll tell you no again. Kazimi. Facebook gives me a notification when you're searching for us. <laughs> so stop searching <laughs> and not this liking. Week. You know that I've got six weeks holiday coming up. That could be devoted to memes. I made a joke. I don't know if you heard. (laughs) Kazmimi? I think that's all that's. And And on that bombshell. You can always email us at bwbealwithit.podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say. Beep, beep, bye. (laughs)